Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to How is Intrigue Potsy. On this upcoming episode, we will talk about maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. And spoiler alert, he doesn't play for the Bears. Justin Fields might not play for the Bears either. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Potsy, it's Packers week. You spent most of your Wednesday, what, 18 hours of your Wednesday, <laughs> something like that, in the great state of Wisconsin, going to talk to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from just being up and around them? And uh, and this is somewhat of a loaded question, but even though both records are bad, do you, do you think that they still feel the impact of it being their rivalry week as well? No, I didn't get any indication at all, Pat, that it was, uh, the, it was Bears week uh, from outside, you know, except for just uh, – Aaron Rodgers, just the fact that he loves playing the Bears so much because he loves beating them, um, but that this would this did I did not get any inkling that Bears Packers. In fact, I think Adrian Amos was asked about coming back to play the Bears. He said, hey, "We're just trying to get a win. That's all." He had no there was no emotional uh, response uh, whatsoever uh, for for that's for a guy who actually played on both sides of the rivalry. So I don't get I, get, I get the impression I got is that the Packers. Uh, what was unusual is it was weird to see. The Packers answering and it being asked and answering the same questions that the, I've seen in the Bears locker room for like the last 25 years, <laughs> uh, for most of the last 25 years. That was unusual. By virtue of them being 4-8. and eight, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were in the same boat. That, that, was, uh, that was probably the biggest impression. Otherwise, Aaron Rodgers was the uh, same as always. You know, he, he's hurt, but you know he's going to play. He's going to, you know, he, unless he has a setback, he will play against the Bears. The expectation is Matt LaFleur said, uh, you know, he, that he expects him to play. Aaron Rodgers expects to play. And um, and they're not they're not playing. There's no shenanigans when you have a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to play these uh, these games, uh, these charades of uh, of uh, well, will he play? Will he not? Like, you know, we'll take it past. Literally, the Bears taking it past uh, game time decision. We'll get to Justin Fields and his shoulder, and the general health of the Bears quarterbacks here in a second. But Potsy, I don't know whether you've ever stopped to calculate this, but how many times do you think you've seen Aaron Rodgers in person? Well, I don't know, maybe a couple dozen. A couple of dozen. Is he is he the best quarterback you've ever seen? Well, that's really hard to say. Uh, uh, I'm asking you a, subject, a subjective well, question. Well, because there's so many different measurements. Of course uh, there are. Yeah. Um, the, the best quarterback to play the position, um, even that, even that's debatable. Well, you know, especially now when you see guys like Patrick Mahomes coming up and kind of redefining the position, Lamar Jackson – what a quarterback is, uh, all I'll say is he's certainly one of the best ever to do it um, as far as his ability to just make big throws, will his team to victory, and come through, come through in the clutch and, uh, and just um, and make you play stupid. Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, he's just, yeah, he's just fabulous. And, 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 and it's also kind of tough to ask somebody who's covered the Bears that question because <laughs> that definitely tilts it towards yes, 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 because I don't – I'm not sure if there's a quarterback who has tortured a rival, and I know it's probably happened. I'm sure it's happened in other rivalries, Browns and Steelers or Bengals, whoever their rival is, I can't remember. But uh, any of the great rivalries in sports, um, in football, I don't know if anybody's ever tortured the the rival on the other side like Aaron Rodgers has, not just in winning, but the way he does it. uh, That's been well documented by me several times, actually, (laughs) to uh, ad nauseum. 
so anyway, so yeah, so yeah, I would say um, certainly up there uh, among among the very best. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Tom Brady's got all the rings. But sure. Interesting question though. If what you know, I always and I I sort of sidetrack this, but no, on two occasions I have asked because I think it's so interesting in football how uh, even the be- the very best players are not modular items where you put them in any... It's not like taking a guy from the number three hole in one lineup to the number three hole in the White Sox lineup, and he will hit 300 or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are all dependent... Are, even the very best quarterbacks are dependent, for the most part, on what's around them. Now, twice I have asked, like on Twitter, I said, what would happen with Tom Brady had he been drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 2000 instead of the Patriots? And I know it's not scientific. It's definitely not scientific. It's Twitter. But both times, over 40%, one of the options, it was like still the greatest of all time, you know, still a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, in the uh, Philip Rivers range, and then, excuse me, out of the league in three or four years. And both times, excuse me, both times over 40% of the respondents said out of the league in three to four years, which is unbelievable that you would find one person who would say that about Tom Brady. So sorry to sidetrack that. I'm, I'm not that sure. That, I'm not sure that I disagree with that. Yeah. I do, like I think, uh, I think it is so much about the situation you're in. I think sometimes we fetishize coaching, you know. Yeah. I, I, but that said, when you're on a good team and get good habits, there is something to be said for that. Put it this way: when Tom Brady was drafted, the world thought Tom Brady was out of the league in three or four right. years. Right. Yeah. This isn't By the, definition. Yeah. This isn't the yeah. Cleveland Browns yeah. messed up someone with pedigree. This right. is someone without pedigree. Right. Uh, became the biggest surprise success maybe in football history or this side of what Kurt Warner probably uh, and, and especially a guy like Brady who you know he doesn't he's not the strongest arm he's accuracy I think he's ended up being off the charts but sure. at the time didn't know but he doesn't he's not the greatest running quarterback he's not the most escapable quarterback I mean he, he doesn't have any of those worldly uh, 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 traits that a guy like Aaron Rodgers does the great arm the accuracy the ability to improvise throw on the run mm-hmm. um, he's like He's like one of the best ever, and so uh, not that Brady's a circumstantial guy to you know to a great degree, but yeah, I think that's arguable. So to getting back to that, it's so hard to tell uh, to measure. Do you go? That makes it hard to go by rings because I guess my original point was if you put Aaron, <coughs> excuse me, if you put Aaron Rodgers in the uh, Patriots with the Patriots, or with a team that had more consistently good off uh, good defenses. Whatever would he have won those rings? He's certainly capable. Sure. It's, this is not like um, whatever you think of guys like Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, guys who you think are really good, elite level quarterbacks, but just don't have that hit factor that sure. take a team over the top. You know, and he's that's not Aaron Rodgers' problem. You know what I'm right. saying? Although he, I think that last year was probably the first time where he was at fault for a Packers postseason crap out. When against the 49ers, he did not play well. Other his, than that, his, his, his play caller sure as heck was too. Uh, yeah. Other right. than that, if you look at the games they've lost when they've been eliminated, there's always been something else, right. uh, uh, including play calling and stuff like that. And, spe- and special teams in this yeah. case as well. And, yeah. Right. So anyway, so I guess so generally, I'd say yeah. If you told me he was the best quarterback of all time, uh, or like, or even defined it as the best to ever play the position, however you want to do that. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think he's I think he's that good. And like I said, for, from a Chicago perspective, how can you not? How can you not think that? You've watched. You've seen a lot more football in person than I have. Um, the way I always couch it is, I think he's the greatest player I've ever seen with my own two eyes in person. And you know, I you know grew up watching John Elway in person, and Elway was amazing. 
And, you know, you could argue for Brady, obviously. We've all seen Brady a handful of times. But I, I just don't know how you could, uh, like you said, attend Bears-Packers for the last 20 years and right. not walk away yeah. thinking that there was anybody ever better. Um, right, yeah. yeah. And, and can't forget, you have to mention Joe Montana. His name has to be in any conversation. Absolutely. I'm just throwing sure. it in there just because in any conversation about the best ever, Joe Montana has to be mentioned. Yeah. He literally is in the conversation. So just making that for <laughs> Somebody's yeah. driving I down the street. I didn't hear his name, so I just wanted to make Somebody's sure driving down the street yeah. screaming about Joe yeah. Montana. Yeah. So th- yeah. thank you. Uh, this might be the worst Rodgers has ever been. Um, and, and I don't say that as a pejorative. But he's obviously very hurt. He's got a he's got a thumb yeah. injury. He's got a ribs injury. He's going to play through it. But he just really hasn't looked like himself, uh, except for a few flashes this this season so far. Yeah, the biggest thing I think is the interceptions. Yeah. He's got seven this year, tied for third in the league, and uh, that's just so unlike Aaron Rodgers. He is just amazing. When you look, and you could do a whole story. I mean, a whole book on on just interceptions with Aaron Rodgers because. Um, Interception avoidance is like easier said than done. When you look at interceptions and how they happen, tip balls at the line, balls tip deflected, deflected by your own player. There are so many ways that you can throw a great ball and get intercepted. To, for him to have the interception percentage that he has, which is I think the lowest. Active? I don't know. It's one of the lowest of all time. Right. I think him and Steve Young maybe might be. But, uh, but anyway, it's just amazing how good he's been! He's been he's so far ahead of the pack that it's not just happenstance. It's just not luck. Yeah. There's something he does that he avoids. Until recently in his career, he used to avoid pick sixes and long returns. If you look back, yeah. I've 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 I've, ch- I've researched that the uh, for the longest time he had just one pick six in his career. Now I think he has three. Jay Cutler calls that uh, Sunday afternoon, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we've seen that. Well, but a lot of guys do. Right. I mean, sure. A lot of guys do, and. And so that's been the biggest difference is now, and even last last week, uh, he had a ball that was tipped and intercepted, which even that doesn't, you know, that was just bad luck, but even that doesn't happen. Um, and he had another interception, too, where I think uh, like an undrafted safety totally like baited him. It was right. weird, which is that. Well, that's strange, too, that Aaron Rodgers, who knows knows what you're doing better than you know what you're doing, got baited into an interception by a guy, uh, by a, a, a was it um Blankenship? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, uh, by you know, by a uh, uh, not Pro Bowl player, or whatever, an un- undrafted player, I think. But anyway, so yeah, to, to your to, to your question, uh, he has not been the same. One thing, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be at his best to beat the Bears. We know that absolutely. Um, we I've already counted him out like eight times, probably in his career, including once this year when I was certain of it, and he came back and just torched Dallas. Was it the Cowboys? Or did the Cowboys torch them? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, he torched somebody uh, uh, the very week that it looked. Uh, I, I totally counted them out. So he's done that so often. I will. I will never. <clears throat> excuse me. I will never count count him out. But but he is not the quarterback he was. A better. Here's the point for this week. A better bear. A better Bears defense would be ready to to uh, to beat him on Sunday. I don't know if this defense is is in any shape to do that. Because they're just, you know, we don't know what what's going to happen with Brisker and Gordon. We're, this is this is Thursday. A lot can happen with guys in concussion pro, pro, protocol. They can be in it one minute and out of it and ready to play the next. So it's not like it's not like healing a a, a, a bruised rib or what or an ankle or whatever. 
So if they play, that's different. But but without them, without Eddie Jackson, without Roquan, without Robert Quinn, uh, who were all there the first time, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, is is definitely a threat. Rodgers had a passer rating of 146.7 and three touchdowns in a 31-28 win against Dallas last go. month. He was also helped by uh, Aaron Jones uh, posting 138 rushing yards and A.J. Dillon posting 65. This Bears defense made Mike White look like Aaron Rodgers, though. Yes. Shouldn't it make Aaron Rodgers look like prime Aaron Rodgers or peak Aaron Rodgers? Well, you, you would think so, um, especially because the, the Packers can run the ball. Yep. And um, and so yeah, so uh, it's yeah. He Aaron Rodgers is you know obviously you know has a ch- will have a ch- anytime he faces the Bears has a chance to have a big game. So yeah, the Bears defense is just they're just in tough shape. I mean they're they're at a point where it's, you know, all this try hard, the hits principle uh, is just not enough to, for, to to get them to a passable level. They're sure. giving up a lot of points. This uh, I was looking this up too, you know, the points they've been just by the defense. So they've given up in the last 4 or 5 games um, they've given up like uh, I can't remember what the number was, like 150 points or something. And even if you take out the four non-defensive touchdowns, the two special teams touchdowns, right. mm-hmm. and the two offensive pick sixes, or no, one was fumble returns, right. they're still tied for the most points allowed in the last five weeks. That's how bad this defense has been. And and um, so, um, you know, again, without Eddie Jackson, uh, I just see uh, Aaron Rodgers, you could see his eyes lighting up. That's... That was kind of one of the angles of the Aaron Rodgers story yesterday. It was the angles that the idea, the, the, the lure of facing the Chicago Bears is a healing agent for him. You know that's going to help get him over the hump and play on Sunday. Did you use the word recuperative when asking a question? Did I hear that? Yes. I restorative? Said, recu- recuperative? Yeah, I don't know. It's I a never, good word. I never think about what I, I can't remember what I asked that's as soon good. as I asked it. That's a good, that's a good scrabble yeah. word, Patsy. Uh we were talking about interception percentage. Uh, Justin Fields uh, has the worst interception uh, percentage uh, in the NFL, uh, even though the raw numbers aren't very high just because uh, the Bears never throw. Uh, Fields, as you and I sit here on Thursday afternoon, uh, was expected to be limited in practice uh, later today. I, I imagine the Bears would then call him limited Friday. Luke Getze said that uh, was likely the case today. Do you think the Bears are going to take this Willie or won't he charade up until 90 minutes before kickoff the way they did last week? Or later. <laughs> or later. True. Uh, yeah, well, I guess with technically with Fields, he was he was 90 minutes. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I think they will. I just feel like, I, I'll be honest, I have no handle whatsoever on this. In fact, we were just walking back from uh, watching practice, and my I watched him and said, they'll play him. Because I think they'll play him if he's okay to play. They're not sure. worried about some sure. taking a bad hit and, and him have, suffering some major injury. They're just not concerned about that. Right. If he's good enough to functionally play the position, I believe they will play him. On the other hand, it's also possible this is just part of a charade that Iberflu seems to enjoy playing and keeping the other team... Um, you know, uh, you know, guessing. Although this is worth pointing out, and you posted a story about it yesterday, much the same way that the New York Jets didn't think twice about Trevor Simeon. The Packers aren't sitting there wondering what what the Bears' third string or fourth string yeah. quarterback is going to do. Um, you know, they're they're preparing for Justin Fields. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like sitting on a fastball and adjusting to a really bad curveball that you know you can hit. Hanging curveball. Yeah. Hanging yeah. curveball. Yeah. Basically is what is what they're doing. They're, they're preparing for Justin Fields, and if they get Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman or Tim Boyle or whatever, they think they can adjust on the fly and handle it. I'm and it, pretty sure that's an accurate uh, description of what, they're think, what their thought process is. As we sit here right now, Trevor Simeon has missed a second day of practice with an oblique injury. Uh, Nathan Peterman would be next in line followed by Tim Boyle, even though Tim Boyle is technically on the active roster and Peterman's on the practice squad, the Bears can call up Peterman for Sunday. I asked Luke Getzey today whether, uh, or who, what the what the depth chart order was. Uh, and he said, I haven't even gotten to that point. Yeah. Did you find it curious at all that he wasn't willing to say that a guy who showed up here yesterday wouldn't start? I, I, I tell you the truth, no. Um, um I think it would have to be. I have no idea what their thinking is in handling the quarterback situation. Someone's going to have to explain that to me, frankly, because I I, I don't quite get it. Uh, It's curious to me that uh, Trevor Simeon played through the game with this injury and I guess apparently must have aggravated, by by definition, has aggravated it if he was able to play on Sunday and now can't even practice. I mean, he's not even practicing. Something is kind of weird there, I guess. all I can say is that's even more incentive for the Bears to start uh, Justin Fields if he can't. But my, it's going back to my what I originally said, why, why I was so confused, is I said I think he's going to play. And then you and uh, Kevin, I think, said no, he's not. You know, they think no, you guys know no, he's not going to play. And we're even more certain that he wouldn't than I was that he would. So, I mean, that's how confusing well, it is. And I'll couch it this way. As we sit here right now, I don't see evidence this week that, I, that wasn't there last week that he would play. Um, right, that's maybe, a fair point. Maybe yeah. he's just maybe he has yeah. gotten better. Yeah, he does. No, he looks functionally the same to, mm. the, today as he did a week ago. I, I to be fair, that. in the limited yeah. portions yeah. of practice that we're able yeah. to watch last week, he looked okay too. Yeah. In my book, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, presuming that he's uh, limited uh, today or you know through the rest of the week, you know, you will have six straight practices of him being limited. Um, and yeah, and you know, both he and. Matt Eberflus said on Wednesday that the fact that there's a bye after this week plays no role in whether or not he'll play. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that's true. Well, either way, I'm not sure what the thinking was on that in that question because does that mean play him now because he'll have a week off, or does it mean don't play him so he'll have three weeks off? I think that's, either, you I can think argue that's either way. So I didn't quite understand. I mean, I think the thought process is is that if he doesn't play this week, all of a sudden he's got three full you know right. weekends of yeah. rest. And that that might be more in line with your typical recovery process. But I, I would argue that if he's practicing this actively, right, and and he looks like functionally able to play, if he's that close physically, then I don't think the rest, which I thought originally th- two weeks ago, I don't think that that necessarily would preclude them from not playing from from playing him. Okay, you yeah. Know, I so I think they, st- I, st- I think they still. Care. And here's the other thing: is let's face it, if it was our decision or Bears fans' decision. They would absolutely play Justin Fields. I think they would play Justin Fields if he's well enough to play without, you know, if he's not injured. Because look what the there's there's nothing to watch. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean this as mean spirited as it's going to sound, but we all know there's nothing to watch if Justin Fields isn't playing. We've seen enough of this offense right. to know that it's so different without him that even if guys make catches or make plays. It doesn't necessarily mean they're making progress in the context of the offense. Sure. Now, I know Luke Getzey would definitely disagree with that, 
But I'm sorry. I just I think that's the viewpoint of people outside of the Hell's Hall who would say, man, this team really needs to have Justin Fields play. Now, the funny thing is they don't think of it. They, they're not thinking of it like no. that. But if they were, then he'd definitely be playing because it's just it's really t- it was really tough to watch the other day. And not only from just watching in real time, but just from a big picture. There was no – you didn't get – this season has been all about, wow, the quarterback has given Bears fans hope mm-hmm. that when you watch him, even when he's not good, there's hope that, hey, right. he's making progress. Things are happening. It doesn't often happen here. Right. And and so you lose that. You lose. We now know that you lose that when he doesn't play. Justin Fields makes them relevant both in the short term because you never right. know what you're going to see. Yeah. I mean, for one, he's fun. And <laughs> Bears yeah. fans yeah. haven't uh, – they're not used to fun. And secondly, he makes them relevant in the long term because every step he takes is yeah. something that will, ha- will help them in the future. You said it much better than I did. Uh, real quick, I want to get to our picks, and then I want to bring up a, a Matt Nagy topic for you, believe it or not. Oh, always love it. <laughs> Patsy, I believe that you have uh, the Packers winning the game. I'm pulling the score up right now. but do 31-24, you remember- right? 31-24. Uh, your, is your thought process that even with fields, they just – can't can't chase the Packers. Yeah, I think the uh, normal. I would probably say uh, uh, that they could hold down Aaron Rodgers. A normal Bears defense could 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 hold uh, hold down Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just don't think they're in any shape. The Bears are in worse shape. The Bears defense is in worse shape than Aaron Rodgers is, and Aaron Rodgers is better at overcoming overcoming uh, uh, this situation than the Bears defense is. So, um, and uh, I think I was presuming that Fields would play, um, but. Um, there, there's a world where even if Fields doesn't play, the Packers are so bad against the run. Like, yes. like, like there's a world where the Bears can rattle off three eight-and-a-half-minute touchdown oh, drives. Oh, yeah, no, no. Well, well, I've said that for weeks now, is that anything, I mean, these predictions, anything can absolutely happen without throw, even throughout the NFL. I will say this. Here's a fun fact for you. In the last five weeks, which is kind of the – Right now, it's what the the Bears last five weeks. The Renaissance went. of Chicago Bears offensive well, football. Well, but also yeah, they're yeah. they're zero five. I right, mean, sure. you know, they have won. But in that in that in that span, the Bears, believe it or not, in total defense, which is yards allowed, are the best team in the NFC North, <laughs> and they are like twenty eighth. Four of the five worst teams in football over the last five weeks in yards allowed are all the in the NFC North. You know, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions too. So I, I bring that up because. Anything can happen. The Bears, if they control the ball uh, and uh, and take time off the clock and keep Aaron Rodgers and that offense off the field, they could very well win this game. So uh, so so that can happen as well. The, the Packers are hurting. This is they're really in, they're in tough shape too. Their defense is giving up a ton of yards. Just faced uh, I don't know if they'll face Fields this week, but just gave up a what, hundred and something yards to Jalen Hurts and. Who's a better quarterback, but not a better runner, yeah. and um, and so uh, they're vulnerable too. So I'm just uh, I'm I'm just uh, kind of uh, betting with the odds, I guess, that that Aaron Rodgers, who's twenty four and four against the Bears in games that he has started and finished, right? It take you know because twenty his record of twenty four and five, including the playoffs, includes the when he was through like five, two passes and got knocked right. out, it broke his collarbone when Shane McClellan sacked him. So. Twenty. Well, I'm just saying, he's eleven and three at, at uh, Soldier Field. He's twenty four and four against the Bears. Uh, more than likely, he's going to find a way. I, I'm trying to make sense of that NFC North stat, and the only thing I can come up with off the top of my head is that this division has got to play um, some pretty good teams 
and you mentioned the Bills and the Eagles. The Bears still have them on their schedule. Right. A couple other NFC North teams have already played them. A couple during that five-week span. Right. Maybe part of it is they're running into really good teams. They are. There's no doubt about it that that is a factor. Right. Uh, because um, you know even the best teams are vulnerable to you know that's just the way the NFL is. So yeah, that's that is true. But it's that. But you know the Bears are the best of that lot, believe it or not. So as bad as they've been now, points is a different deal. I, sure. I didn't actually total them up. I just know that the Bears. In that span, are the worst in the NFL. Like I said, by such a far margin that even just by defensive points allowed, they're still mm-hmm. number one. So or number thirty-two. Looking around the Sun Times, Rick Morrissey's got the Packers thirty-one seventeen. Big surprise Ta- there. Tellender seventeen sixteen. Seventeen sixteen. Who? Packers. Okay. Lawrence Holmes twenty-four eleven. Packers. Jason Leisure thirty-six thirteen. Packers. Although he said that that would change if Justin Fields were playing. So we'll see. The 36-16. I believe it or not, Potsy, and I'm willing to admit that some of this is just being contrarian. I got the Bears 24-23. Well, it could definitely happen. I mean, the Packers are four. You know, it's not you're not going out on a limb predicting the uh, the, the Bears beat a four and eight team. Right. Well, and that's you know, the thing is, that's, you, is you know, they're is, laughing at us in like New England right now. <laughs> or, you know, or, is you hear us talk about Aaron Rodgers and about the Packers and how they've dominated this rivalry, uh, and the point spread's four. <laughs> it's not yeah. as it's not as high of a mountain to climb. It's five and a half now. Oh, has I it think. moved to five and a half? I think so. Yeah, it's not quite the mountain to climb that I think uh, history uh, makes us feel like it is. Uh, my thought is that. Uh, a world exists in which the Bears can run against a team that's given up uh, the second most uh, rushing yards per game in football, and then all they need is maybe one takeaway against Rodgers, and maybe they can thread the needle there. Uh, we'll see if I get proven wrong, but uh, for now I'm happy to just be different. Yeah, like I said, the predi- you know, you, it, it's, you're, it's not a, it's, the predictions in general in the NFL, as I know, as I know all too well, are very difficult and 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 games can go either way, uh, but this especially this isn't like predicting you know, the Bears to beat the Packers like a couple of, uh, even last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Um, that would you know, be, that would be interesting. This is the one time you know I mentioned this to you yesterday. Is um, you know usually Aaron Rodgers he can he he has just put a ton of hurt on Bears and Bears fans with, with you know by beating them, he can hurt them by losing to them. In, right. in, in, in the in the viewpoint of some people, the faction of the fan base that is with, counting with, well, without draft fields, yeah. without yeah. fields, uh, I would say absolutely, um, because there's uh, well, the, the Bears are like right now second in the in the in the draft order, and the reason why, and even if you're not, even if you want them to win every game, I, I don't blame you. That's fine, great. Uh, that's not even the argument, but the point is the Bears, it, every win is more important because the Bears play such a tough schedule that they are at the bottom of any tie. And if there's a swath of like five teams or six teams, you can go from two to eight or right. three to ten or whatever just because you played a tougher schedule. So they have to lose. That's why they every loss means a lot more to them. It pushes them, you know, one up. And, and so a lot, if the Packers... Uh, if the if the Packers lose to the Bears, they're they they would be tied with four wins each, and the Packers are like the one team in the NFL that has a tough tougher schedule than the Bears because of the different teams they play. Sure. The Packers have a first place schedule, so they're playing. I can't remember what the teams right. are. They play three different teams, you know. Right. So anyway, so uh, the Bears uh, lose a tiebreaker in the draft order with just about every team except Green Bay. So I guess my original point was, you know. If Rodgers wants to put a hurt on the Bears, technically, big picture, he would lose to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the um, much like the bye week would hurt a team in contention when you're talking about winning percentage, a bye week will hurt the Bears uh, in their race to the bottom too. Yeah. Uh, so catches up to we'll, yeah, we'll have a better sense of that obviously two weeks from now. All right, real quick, Matt Nagy story, Potsy, and then we'll get you out of here. Tell me whether you find this charming, uh, annoying, or offensive, or none of the above. Patrick Mahomes told the story on the Kelsey Brothers podcast that came out yesterday. Uh, that you know how uh, how quarterbacks take or how draft picks take top thirty visits. Yes. Yes, I do. Know Before that. the draft, so it's 2017. Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes goes to Kansas City for his top thirty visit. Uh, he is set to have a five-hour meeting with Andy Reid, in which Andy Reid will, among other things, quiz him on, at the chalkboard and and have him draw up plays and recite plays and break down uh, Chiefs plays for him. As Mahomes tells this story uh, on Wednesday, and he says that he had never told it publicly before, the night before, Matt Nagy, who was then the offensive coordinator, told Mahomes, I like you. Here are the plays Andy Reid's going to grill you on tomorrow. Why don't you study overnight? So he slipped him the answers to the test. Does this make Matt Nagy a genius? Because it might have ensured that the Chiefs traded up to draft him. Boy, uh, Pat, you know, I want to know what Andy Reid thinks of that. (laughs) That's what I want to know. Because that sounds like, I mean, not insubordination, but like, that doesn't sound like, would you really, except that he was right. You know, right. it's weird. <laughs> except the fact, for the fact that he was absolutely right. Is that something you want your coaches? That, that was that, my that, first thought is yeah. God, God forbid that happened to Mitch Trubisky. Yes. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I guess my, my answer would be I'm very uncomfortable with that. Right. I mean, because it's one of those things where, yeah, it worked out that time. But we all know Matt, Matt Nagy, his, his um, judgment is flawed. I mean, right. not that he's any worse than anyone else or whatever, right. but maybe he is. Maybe some, but anyway, you know. He got that one right. That's great on him, but that's just such a weird thing. It just, especially, uh, I think a lot of Bears fans are chagrined because uh, his um, his uh, analysis of quarterbacks, maybe or just whatever, his intuition about them, his in, his intuition about quarterbacks wasn't the same with the Bears as it was with the Chiefs. Fair. That's a little fair. Yeah, you know, that's got to be a little disconcerting. So I'm not sure exactly what to think about that. You know, it's. Interesting that he that he did that, but I guess my point would be, you know, that one worked out. Who knows if the next one would be? Because we know, like you know, um, that uh, you know Matt Nagy was uh, struggled to develop quarterbacks uh, with the Bears. I think Bears fans just see a sentence with the word Matt Nagy and Pat Mahomes in it, and uh, think their eyes glaze over. And they, uh, I, I imagine if it annoys Bears fans, it's mostly just because they're reminded of. Of, of a uh, yeah, but dark interesting, area. really interesting story that that's how the draft works. That that, that that's you know that's that was kind of I thought that was a very interesting story. Potsy, we will uh, we will be back on Sunday from the Soldier Field press box after the latest installment of the Bears Packers rivalry. Until then, uh, people can follow you and myself and Jason Leisure on Twitter, and check us out on the Sometimes website and also in print. He's Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.